0: Welcome back to Keep Idaho Red Radio and uh, we're now going to visit with uh, Superintendent of Public Instruction Debbie Critchfield and Debbie thanks so much for being on the show again. We appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Thank you. You've always made yourself available and we enjoy that. So I want to start w- real quick. Yeah I think the last time we visited with you you uh, were getting ready to take office. Now it's been 60 days or so. You know give us kind of your feelings about getting your feet on the ground and, yeah. and of course The legislature comes into town days after you take office. The day. The day. So you start running once you hit your feet. But, yeah.
1: Well, I'm still coming in. So that's a good sign. No, it's exciting. (laughs) Um, It's exhausting. But um, I worked hard to to get to this place. And I feel really encouraged about the attention to education. I know there's a lot going on out there. But we're um, trying to drive our priorities, as I discussed, you know, on the campaign trail. And um, I'm feeling really good about it.
0: Great. You know, um, yesterday, we're, we're recording this on Thursday, just so people know they're going to listen to it on Saturday. But um, yesterday being Wednesday, there was just a very traumatic incidences that happened in a number of schools across the state um, and uh, where some prank calls were made and forced some schools into lockdown. Ta- talk to us about that, maybe anything that uh, that we learned or... You know, a lot of parents were in panic mode. I had a I had a daughter that had a child that had one of our grandkids going to one of those schools, and she was just beside herself trying to figure out what was going on. So, talk to us about how that played out and. Going well,
1: forward. well. First of all, I, I hope uh, the authorities or whoever is investigating finds who the, these people or, or wherever they are. Um, this should be punishable. Um, these types of things are absolutely disgusting, and um, the the kind of ripple effects that it has on um, communities and schools lasts for days and for weeks. Like you, I talked to so many people yesterday that um, just had a complete moment of horror. Yeah. Um, and, and then you you worry and you stress and um, you know what's happening. And thankfully, we have. Quick acting law enforcement that was able to identify that this was a hoax, but it's absolutely um, shameful. That you know, someone thinks that this is a joke. Um, these are, are are terrible situations, and and we're all used to, unfortunately and sadly, seeing these things play out on TV and and to have those moments where you think that you're in that. Yeah. Um. I just I, I just I can't even imagine.
0: Yeah, I know that um, you know I, when I was in office here for eight years. Matter of fact, thanks for inviting me back to your office. It <laughs> looks very familiar. But uh, um, you know, there there were moments when we would see these things play out. Out on the news or even we would hear that there was a possible incident at one of our schools and I remember we, I would just pause and just think please Lord not today not Idaho right but we're we're, we're vulnerable and yeah. um, and our kids are vulnerable um, So I think everybody agrees that they need to find their perpetrators. Oh,
1: absolutely. And, you know, this really underscores how important it is for our districts to to practice and to have really strong uh, safety and security plans, which I know our districts do. And and not that you want to use these types of um, crisis moments as, as practice for these things, but it's an opportunity nonetheless to say, hey, are we really prepared?
0: Yeah great Let, let's shift gears and talk about uh, a bill that you um presented uh you talked about it on the campaign trail mm-hmm. the parents bill of rights yeah. uh and uh it uh passed unanimously in house ed and
1: Ta-da. how
0: refreshing <laughs> <laughs> to see that kind yeah. of bipartisan support yeah. for this but talk to us about you know um why you think this is important and then let's spend a little bit of time on some of the specifics okay. of what you identify as a, a, a parent's rights when it comes to their child.
1: Sure. Uh, this was something that came up quite a bit, the first part of the campaign trail for me, uh, parents feeling really disenfranchised and disconnected and sometimes just really shut out of their own child's educational process. Now, we know that there are parents who shut themselves out, yeah. but for those who want to be participatory, uh, we want to create every condition that we can. And, and so months after, um, we, we, we put together our campaign team, put together a, a list of things following the, the Bill of Rights that we have nationally uh that identified 10 things that it was just a little kind of a pocket guide it was just a you know a little graphic and i started handing those out at different events and i was really surprised and um happy to see the kind of attention that that got even from folks that maybe um hadn't considered me as uh, their first choice as a candidate hey wait a minute hey, you help me understand that these are the conversations that I can have. And so from that, um, working with some other folks, parents, legislators, um, community members, school board people, we worked um, quickly and, and had some legislation put together um, that was sponsored um, on the House side by Representative Julie, Judy Boyle, who unfortunately was ill at the, the uh, bill hearing, um, but fully um, involved along the way to identify um, those areas. And it, it wasn't 10 things, you know, in code, it's not laid out in 10, um, clear points like a bill of rights would be. But we went through things that, that frankly, my intent was to take the politics out of being a parent.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about some of the specifics then, uh, talk about the, the when we talk about curriculum, um, lesson materials and, and things like that. And I, you know, from my personal perspective, you know, I had, I had kids in school even 30 years ago and I can remember having, issues or questions about sure. some of the curriculum. So this isn't new, No, right? People asking questions about what their children are being taught. But talk about the importance of that. And I think it's the first point in your uh, in the Parents' Bill of Rights.
1: This was a, a big conversation, as you know, for the last couple of um, years, not just in Idaho, but nationally. I really believe that um, our um, promotion of having parents be more involved and, and needing them to be involved during our COVID school years, if that's what you want to call them, uh, precipitated the interest in what's in what are in these books what are what are we talking about and there are um, current Idaho laws that um, describe the process or require certain things it's a local board decision and there's a committee that does that but if you weren't on the committee or if you weren't at the board meeting where they went through the through the materials as a parent with a child in a classroom you should have access to that and and so many of the the parts of this legislation to to me are about communication notification having a process and working with with
0: people. So one of the notifications that you talk about in there is uh, uh, deals with uh, uh, a, s- a student's uh, mental uh, wellness and you talked about that on the campaign trail also and I know as a state board chairman, president, you talked a lot about the importance of students mental um, health and stuff so um, talk about the notifications and stuff that are part of this bill.
1: There's a lot of things, this is how I, I like to talk about this uh, to, f- to kind of frame it. Schools do a lot of communicating with um, their students' parents or, or guardians. We let them know it's parent-teacher conference, we let them know that a test is coming up, we ask for permission if we're gonna take your child to the pumpkin patch. In fact, we say, hey, don't rem- forget to remind your child it's crazy sock day on Friday, or, or right, all of right, these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic, don't stop that. But the obligation and responsibility of school people to communicate very sensitive information to, the, to a, a parent is even more important than those types of things teachers are with uh, students all day long um, wouldn't it be wonderful for our teachers and administrators to partner with our parents and say you know a, a quick call to a parent um, hey it, it looks like you know Johnny I don't know the last couple of days just haven't looked the same we're not asking counselors to break the ethical codes that they have within their profession but there is that line where we want and need to involve parents and and barring some sort of um, situation where um an adult believes that a child will be abused yeah. because of information that was shared we we want to we want to talk to each other here
0: yeah talk about you know sometimes our children um are are asked to participate in surveys and conversations like that and um you know uh, th- th- there's always uh been attempts to make opt-in or opt-out options available
1: yeah I'll, i'm going to start by saying i am I'm not a fan of implied consent just because i didn't tell you no doesn't mean i told you yes <laughs>
0: sounds yeah. like you've got some teenagers uh,
1: yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and and there are uh sensitive issues and and questions now this this legislation does not prohibit or preclude a board from sending surveys out or or, or doing anything really but what it says is tell a parent. Make it available. Particularly when it comes to things um, that have to do um, with physical, emotional, or sexual activity of the child. Um, I've seen some surveys that I, as a parent, believed would have been inappropriate for my then 12-year-old. And then I would have the opportunity to say, you know what, if other parents are fine with that, that's fine. But for my child, we're not going to participate. And so I I think understanding what this legislation does and doesn't do is so important. We're not controlling local decisions what we are saying now is let a parent know
0: so um let's just wrap up this part of the conversation um uh, about the just the basic philosophy that you have of the 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 role that parents can and, and and should play in their child's education and education giving parents the ability to Exercise that uh, that that uh, role.
1: Well, I I want to say that I don't believe that the state of Idaho has now given parents their rights. <laughs> That's there not, you go. That is not what this is about. Those are inherent rights um, that that you get from God when you uh, get a child. However, right. you get that child in, into your life, and um, and and we want to uh, promote that. This is to instill more confidence um, that parents can go and and have these conversations um, with with their child's teacher or school board or whatever. We want parents to be engaged. How we empower parents, and I don't like that it's taken a negative connotation. We empower them by giving them the information and the tools to work with their student.
0: Perfect. Folks, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Keep Idaho Red Radio. Uh, Let's shift gears. One of the things that you talked a lot about on the campaign trail was um, financial literacy uh, of students and talked to us about the progress that's being made and what you hope to see happen in the legislature uh, this and, and in schools going forward?
1: As a matter of fact, um, today being Thursday, uh, the um, financial literacy bill is going to be heard in Senate Education. It was unanimous in the House Education Committee, unanimous on the House floor. Um, I'm encouraged to believe that it will also have good support on the Senate side and then on its way to the Governor. Um, this is one of those items, again, that is, is a common sense. This is not political, whether or you're on the left or right or where you are on the spectrum kids need to know what taxes are kids need to know how to balance a checkbook um, they need to know how to be an adult in the financial world
0: yeah great and it sounds like another one of, of your bills that's going to move uh, through with uh, a lot of bipartisan yes. support yes. and it, it's great when we talk about education to see that kind of bipartisan support um we, you you mentioned before the the focus uh, on CTE and the efforts to uh, help uh, students prepare for the world that they're going to live and work in. Talk to us about the the efforts going on there. And
1: thank you. Yeah, yes, this was another uh, priority. Um, I believe in it. It's not just a campaign. career tech yes, education, yes, right? Yes. Yes. And CTE, and, you know? and what what are we trying to do? We're trying to develop career ready students, and, and and whatever that career is, and uh, we haven't had the type of monies available to really develop programs, particularly in, in rural Idaho. When you consider that for many of our smaller um, rural and remote towns in Idaho, a 10,000 square foot shop is a game changer yeah. for students. Uh, but because of all sorts of limitations, including the fact that districts have to go and ask their patrons who already fill a local tax burden to add more to that, it really prohibits um, the creation of, of many programs that help support these, and so we're, we're looking at with increased investments coming into education how we can dedicate a a a portion of that to some ongoing funds to support these programs
0: well and um, when you see uh, the the desire that every student regardless of where they live have the same opportunities and you see what's happened in some of our rural communities I you know I I remember it was kind of an aha moment for me when across the country there's often conversations about um, opportunities that Students growing up in urban or in urban America are uh, don't have access to and quality education opportunities. You get out to some parts of rural America, especially Idaho, and they're also the same. Very limited options, even though those students are, are just as capable and have the same dreams.
1: One hundred percent. And and I would add this that um, because of the growing um, nature of our state and and the industry and businesses that we're adding, it's not all centered in Boise. Yeah, uh, we're seeing fantastic career opportunities. Um, regionally and in smaller towns, um, locating. Uh, we're trying to create the the pipeline where we have this handoff into, after you leave high school, you've got a basic set of skills um, and working knowledge that you can apply in any situation. And then if you want to continue and get a certificate or a two-year degree, or you want to go into the workplace, you're ready to go.
0: Yeah, wonderful. Well, uh, Superintendent of Public Instruction, Debbie Critchfield, thanks so much for being a, Thank you. a guest here on Keep Idaho Anytime. Red Radio again. And uh, we'll have you back and uh, just appreciate your leadership and for uh, you giving us some time.
1: Thank you so much, Tom.
0: All right, folks, we'll be, uh, see you next week on Keep Idaho Red Radio.